spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Also brought to you by the UFA Cooperative. Now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of Diesel X Gold, premium fuel that improves power and saves you money. Also brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have our end of a shortened week look at what happened in grain markets this week. Both wheat and canola have taken a drop this week in the markets. We have details from the APAS Livestock Summit yesterday in Saskatoon. The Canadian hog industry is upset with the UK limiting Canadian pork imports. And we hear from Canada's food professor on a survey on consumer foods. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Grain markets were facing downward pressure this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola was down about $2 per metric ton this week, while spring wheat futures fell 20 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front here, we saw the May contract decline approximately $2 a ton. Today, we are kind of gaining back more of that, up about 5 on the day, sitting at seven sixty nine a ton approximately. On the May Minneapolis wheat front, we did actually see it go down about 20 cents a bushel. We are up about 3 cents a bushel here today, sitting at eight seventy six and a half. So a few different things this week that I've been watching here. The first, just to touch on a bit, is on crude oil. Crude oil, we did see spike quite significantly here this week as OPEC did make a surprise cut of production. So that was quite supportive for the grains. Again, looking at the stock market as well, too. So that was definitely something that uh, had a pretty large impact here on the markets going forward this week. Now, I have been as well watching how the soy markets have been affecting the canola side of things. We saw soybeans increase quite substantially here this month, but this week now we are seeing a bit of a sell-off here, and I believe that's maybe put a little bit of a pause on the run that we've seen recently on the canola side. Canola in March declined over $100 a ton. We've gained back at one point about $50 a ton. 
Now we're selling off a little bit here, more from, I believe, a bit of a technical side of things. So I've been, again, talking with farmers about some new crop hedging strategies, depending on how much they've sold. And we'll be definitely looking that more on the wheat front here, especially that now since really the, the March 10 low that we've seen, the main Minneapolis wheat contract actually rallied about a dollar a bushel at one point. So yeah, I believe it is prudent for some farms to be maybe looking at some sales and catching up if, uh, if that's something that uh, they haven't done recently. What impact has the war in Ukraine and dryness in the United States had on markets? Well, talking on the dryness on the U.S. side of things, we've definitely seen the Kansas City wheat market go quite a bit higher because that's the winter wheat that I believe is kind of potentially going to be more affected here. So the Kansas City has dragged up the Minneapolis side as well, too, because they are similar on that side of things. The spring wheat, the Chicago contract hasn't been trending the same. So we have started to see a little bit more of a, a spread now between those kind of two protein wheat wheats um, and definitely something to watch. You know, touching on the, the war in Ukraine side of things, uh, I haven't really seen too much kind of news out of there recently. But again, it's something that has always an impact if, if news comes out. So what are your thoughts? What's the outlook next week and beyond? Well, Talking generally about the markets, on the stock side of things, April is actually known as the second strongest month of the year for the stock market side of things. So if we do see crude oil continue higher, that could, I believe, help the TSX and then help the grains in general. So I'm actually seeing as well, too, some opportunities on the Canadian dollar side. The Canadian dollar recently has has jumped back up to around the 74.5 cent level. That's what I'm watching. As actually, as well, too, talking with cattle producers quite a bit lately with feeder and live cattle futures heading quite a bit higher. So there's definitely opportunities here if, if clients are, are wanting to look at them. Adam Pacallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalding on 620 CKRM. Participants in yesterday's APAS Livestock Summit in Saskatoon said cattle, bison and sheep producers have common concerns. Those concerns are accessing capital, business risk management programs and getting financial credit for maintaining pastures that serve as carbon sinks for the environment. After the day's discussions, a representative from each sector made a closing comment. Levi Hull is a cattle producer from Willowbrook near Yorkton and is a director with the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. He had this message for grain producers in the room. You know, the more cow guys we lose, the more, in, you know, increased production we have in the canola acres, the wheat acres, you know, all those acres, overproduction, you end up at lower prices. So fight for me to stay in the business and because uh, I love I love what I do I'm, I'm uh, mom and dad are at home feeding cows they're 63 64 years old they shouldn't have to do it but I'm here fighting for the industry Merrick Wigness is a bison producer from Cadillac south of Swift Current he wants grazing groups to combine resources to clear up common misconceptions the general public has I kind of wonder if there isn't an opportunity for some of the 
grazing animal associations to get together and create some sort of a pooled fund and put that money towards like a sophisticated PR effort to try and like fight back against the message that cattle are evil or bison or you know their burps are gonna destroy the world or whatever. Gord Schrader is with the Saskatchewan Sheep Development Board. Access to capital is extremely hard because we are, are perceived as a cottage industry for the most part. We have a lot of producers that have a few acres and have a few sheep. But I'm not sure that you're aware that our industry, uh, we have farms in here that are well over a thousand ewes. The final comment was made by APAS President Ian Boxall, who grows grain but does not have livestock. Generational transfer is an issue, access to capital is an issue that we probably need to think outside the box from our traditional ways of looking at getting money and access to money. And when it comes to the environment, the Canadian government right now has an ad out promoting grasslands and how great they are. That's on your guys' work. That's on the work you guys have done. And there's a national campaign on TV promoting how great it is. Well, come on, can't the government, right? Put the recognition where it's due. APAS will summarize and prioritize policy issues raised at the Livestock Summit yesterday and develop proposals for both the federal and provincial governments. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. We have a new farm feature, AgriView, with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integritire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire Dealers. Britain's envoy to Canada says an uproar on the prairies over an expanded trade deal could be overcome by ranchers rejigging their beef operations to meet UK standards. In an interview, British High Commissioner to Canada Susanna Goshko says Brits don't want their government to budge on barring imports of beef raised with certain hormones. But groups like the Canadian Cattle Association say that concern isn't based on science and that the UK is already exporting far more beef to Canada than trade in the other direction. The industry wants Canada to block Britain's entry to a massive Pacific Rim trade bloc and halt the ongoing negotiations for a separate UK-Canada trade deal until the Brits change their stance. Goshko says the solution might be for Canadian ranchers to instead change their way of raising cows, as the Pacific Rim deal will allow vastly more quantities of Canadian beef to reach Britain. Canada is poised to play a big role in global food production, as climate change makes farming more difficult and the world's food supply chain is rendered fragile by political and economic uncertainty. That's according to Nutrien CEO Ken Seitz. He says climate change is redrawing the map of global food production and Canada has an opportunity to be a key player in addressing food insecurity. Seitz says the world faces a double-barreled problem. To feed a rapidly growing world, we'll need to produce more food and we'll need to do it sustainably. In Canada and around the world, Site says climate change is making farming, already an unpredictable business, even more volatile. He says farmers need support in the form of incentives so they can adopt technology and new practices in order to farm more sustainably. The federal conservative agriculture critic says some of the liberal government's ag commitments in the federal budget are good. The federal government is promising, for example, to spend millions of dollars to support the dairy sector 
and to establish the Canada Water Security Agency in Winnipeg. One area of funding John Barlow is pleased with is the government's commitment to create a vaccine bank. The Liberals promised to invest $57.5 million over five years to create a foot-and-mouth disease vaccine bank and develop emergency response plans. But one item the Conservatives pushed for was a cut to the carbon tax, which increased from $50 per metric ton to $65 per metric ton on April 1st. Barlow says farmers are continuously seeing their input costs rise and carbon tax relief could have gone a long way to support producers. Soy Canada has announced the rollout of Sustainable Canadian Soy, a program it says will be available for the 2023 growing season. The new voluntary program is expected to help Canadian soy growers seeking a sustainability mark for their goods. Exporters and handlers who supply customers that have been asking for sustainability verification are lined up to manage the program. The verification would include a third-party assessment for a small number of participating growers each year. For growers taking part in sustainable Canadian soy includes completing an on-farm sustainability questionnaire on matters of economic viability, social responsibility, and environmental stewardship. Soy Canada says it developed sustainable Canadian soy with extensive farmer and industry consultation and with some funding through the Federal Agri-Assurance Program. Parrish and Heimbecker has started major upgrades on one of its southwestern Ontario grain elevators with plans to dedicate the site to milling wheat. Work already underway at its inland facility on Highway 21 just south of Kincardine will boost unloading speeds on grain deliveries and expand storage capacity for farmers and customers in the region. The site upgrades are expected to be completed early next year. The company didn't say what the facility's expanded storage capacity will then be. The plans also call for bigger receiving pits, a new dryer and wet storage system, a self-weighing kiosk for trucks, and a probing station. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny sky today, wind up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 6, the low minus 17. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind southeast 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The high Friday, minus 1, the low minus 5. Saturday, partly cloudy with a high 0, the low minus 2. Sunday, sunny, the high 7 degrees, the low minus 1. Really turning milder on Monday. Sunny sky, the high 18 degrees, the low plus 5. Tuesday, partly cloudy, again the high 18, the low minus 1. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 9 degrees. And that's the normal high for this time of year. The normal high for today is 9 degrees. The normal low is minus 4. The sun rose at 624 this morning. It sets at 739 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot right now 
is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at plus four. The cold spot, just kind of north of Regina a bit, Last Mountain Lake at minus 15. The roundup sees Estevan at minus eight, Saskatoon minus four, Swift Current minus seven, Weyburn minus 10, Yorkton is minus six. Regina, sunny and minus 11, that's 12 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Humidity is 87%. The barometer rising 102.9. Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 7. Winds are from the east at 15. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 11. That's 12 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Canadian Pork Council is disappointed with some misleading comments made by the UK about Canadian pork and how the animals are raised in Canada. The council says the federal government is accepting UK restrictions on access to products. It also says the UK has accused Canada's pork industry of using added growth hormones and for that reason is restricting imports of pork from Canada. Council Chair René Waugh says that accusation is simply not true. They uh, have also mentioned uh, in a different way that uh, the, our food inspection safety system was not at the, the right level, which is uh, uh, for sure a, a, a wrong statement. So on this, we, uh, we wanted to clearly uh, draw a line here that uh, it was inappropriate and a false statement. Our understanding is that uh, there has been an increase in the quantity of pork that could be exported to UK. However, we know that there are non-tariff trade buyers that virtually blocks, or in fact blocks, every export or almost every export that we would like to do to UK. So even if they increase the quantity of pork that we could export, uh, in practice, it is useless because we cannot access these, this market because of non-tariff trade barriers, such as saying uh, statements on, on growth hormones or uh, animal welfare levels that would dimension lo- be lower than theirs. Roy says the industry feels Ottawa is not pushing back against the United Kingdom claims. We believe that we must be proud of our food inspection system, uh, and it seems that either the, our negotiators do not understand the, the quality of it or they do not defend it. So we are uh, currently in contact with the, the minister and the, nego- the trade negotiators so that uh, it is properly explained and defended, which we believe has not been done so far, and we believe should be improved if we want to have a proper trade deal. That's René Waugh, the chairman of the Canadian Pork Council. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. 
And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Dalhousie University came out with a study on how Canadians reacted to the testimony from the CEOs of Canada's top three grocery companies last month. They appeared before the Commons Agriculture Committee as it nears the finish line of its study on food inflation. Canada's food professor and professor analytics at Dalhousie, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, spoke with reporter Dean Thorpe. We actually ran two surveys. Uh, the first survey was very much about uh, how people reacted to the testimonies in Ottawa. And then after that, we went on to, and, and talked about uh, food inflation, asking Canadians what they thought uh, were the main factors and things like that. So if we start with, with testimonies, um, it, it, it's pretty clear most weren't impressed uh, by grocers. Uh, overall, uh, barely 25 or 30% of people uh, actually think that uh, that they were convincing, which is not very much, and uh, and about thirty percent believe that uh, that they were transparent and forthcoming with information. Again, uh, those are very low numbers. So overall, I I, pre- I personally thought they did a good job, but uh, most Canadians don't uh, don't think so. The uh, the second part was very much about. Um, why we're dealing with inflation, asking Canadians. And, and past surveys uh, bother me because most surveys were asking Canadians, well, do you think that there's profiteering going on? Well, obviously you're, you're enticing people to answer yes, and that's why we saw very high percentages. We actually nuanced things a little bit. We asked Canadians, okay, so what do you think – is the main factor uh, that make that 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 is making food prices higher, and so we had a list of things. And uh, but the number one the number one choice was in fact profiteering again, but very close second, very close second, monetary and fiscal policies um, uh, put forward by government. I think the this, the argument that certainly Galen Weston made, and, and uh, I think the others did as well to a point, is that most of the profits that are showing up on their books uh, are not coming from the sale of, of grocery items. They're coming from sales right. of uh, perfume and, and maybe products that for the past two or three years with the pandemic weren't in high demand because people simply weren't going out and now all of a sudden they find they need these products and so they they were saying that that's where most of their their profits were coming from and it wasn't from from groceries obviously in your survey i guess that argument really didn't fly uh no no i uh but uh, when you look at the data which is something that most people don't do <laughs> uh when you look at uh loblaw's uh, quarterly results uh, the last ones, um, uh, food sales went up 8.4% year to year when food inflation was above 10% for quite a long time. So you can see that Loblaws is treading water when it comes to food, but they're making money with, with shoppers, for example, where uh, cosmetics uh, are sold, um, uh, precision drugs as well. Uh, even clothing, chocolate, all those those type of things, and so you kind of have to look at the data to really appreciate that that there's no gouging going on. That's Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. 
Market update brought to you by SAS Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were showing some upward movement. Canola rose 520 at 764.32. One red spring wheat went up $1.90 at 394.56. The rest were unchanged. Durham 451.04. Feed barley 357.58. Chickpeas, 1058.22. Flax, 541.98. Lentils, 793.50. Oats, 220.32. Yellow peas, 416.95. And feed wheat, 289.56. At Minneapolis, hard red spring wheat, 4 May is up 7 and a quarter cents at 880 and 3 quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Hartland Livestock Market Report for the week of April the 5th. These cattle, they just keep coming to town. Another good run here with 1920 head in the sort, 280 cows and bulls, a total of 2200 for the day. This cow market was 3 to 5 stronger here, and the bulls were steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 120 to 130, sales to 134, 135, D3 cows, 110 to 120. Cows are averaging 120. From the Pele area, 1,650-pound cows topped out at 138. Good bulls, 138 to 148, sales to 155, 156. Bulls are averaging 148. From the Roblin area, 2,200-pound bulls topped out at 158. On to the pre-sort sale. These light grass cattle selling steady. These heavy cattle were higher in spots. Good strong sale all the way around. 425 pound steers, 361. 500 pound red Angus steers, 338. 575 pound black steers, 330. 650 pound steers, 316. My favorite pen, 710 pound black steers, 297. 800 pounders, 278. 850s, at 257. And 950 pound steers, 246. On the heifer side, 425 pound heifers, 323. 500-pound tan heifers, 301. 575-pound black heifers, 285. The 650s at 289. 710-pound heifers, 273. 800-pounders, 259. 850s at 251. And 950-pound heifers at 223. Highlight of the morning, 710-pound tan steers at $3.00. And 790-pound red block exotic heifers topped out at 259.50. Next week, pre-sort sale will only be a one-day sort on Friday, April the 11th. We are closed on Monday for the Easter break. And if you're in the Roblin area today, why not take in the Hunter Charlie 12th annual bull sale today at 1:30 Manitoba time at the farm? The Hunter family, good people there. It will also be on DLMS. And one of the last bull sales in our area here, we have the 17th annual Blue Collar Bull Sale this Saturday, April 8th at 1 o'clock at Heartland Livestock, Yorkton, featuring 55 Black Angus bulls, some females on offer. Please come early this Saturday, April 8th at Heartland Livestock, Yorkton. The Frick family, Burkle families, good people there. It will, it will also be on DLMS. And to you all, have a great Easter break. Safe traveling and let the Easter bunny in the house. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And today's pork price quotes 185.60 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. 
Now the resource report brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The latest Saskatchewan oil and gas public offering has raised over $11 million. Of the 147 parcels posted, 105 parcels had acceptable bids, covering 56,000 acres. The Estevan area saw the most interest, bringing in $6.4 million for 50 leases, totaling 10,800 acres. The Lloydminster area also saw considerable interest, bringing in $3.3 million for 36 leases and two exploration licenses, totaling 24,000 acres. The highest bonus bid was on a lease for $2.6 million for 646 acres northeast of Mydale. This bid was also the highest dollar per acre received at $4,000 per acre awarded to Buffalo Hill Resources. An exploration license of almost 1,900 acres received a bonus bid of $1.16 million or $623 per acre. This license is located east of Maidstone and went to Millennium Land. The next scheduled date for Crown Petroleum leases is June 6th. On the markets today, the TSX is up 33 points at 20,193. The Dow has risen 23 points to 33,506. Oil has declined 14 cents at $80.47 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.30 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.